Welcome to Witch Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we embrace springtime by growing our garden one lovely card at a time in Flourish. Next up, we cram as many eager thrill riders as possible onto our attractions in Dice Theme Park. And lastly, we're squishing fruit into yummy drinks one matching card set at a time in Draft Cider. I'm your host, Celeste Angelis, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hello, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hey, let's game! And Mike Rainier. Bippity-boppity-boo! <laughs> Our first game up this week is Flourish, designed by James A. Wilson and Clarissa A. Wilson, published by Starling Games in 2021. Number of players 1 to 7, ages 8 and up, playtime 20 to 60 minutes. All right, Mikey, what's in the box? The cover of the box leads us down a lush and vividly flowered path to a stone wall and a welcoming iron gate which seems to lead to the next well-manicured garden. Inside we discover 98 cards, 7 scoreboards, 7 3D walls, 24 ribbon tokens, 3 metal victory tokens, 1 victory card, and 3 rulebooks in multiple languages. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you how this garden grows, Evan, plant some seeds of wisdom with the rules. Thank you, Celeste. Flourish is a card-drafting, garden-building game in which players plan and build the garden of their dreams over the course of the growing season. The game is played as either a cooperative game or a competitive game. If it's a co-op, limited communication rules apply, as always. Six cards are dealt to each player. You will play three cards each round into your garden. And then there are four rounds. So at the end of the game, you'll have 12 cards in your garden. Everyone plays simultaneously. Play one card into your garden. Then pass one of your cards to a player on your left. And then one more to the player on your right. Pick up the two cards you were given. Then draw another card to bring your hand back up to six. And you repeat that three times. This marks the end of a round, and if you played cards in your garden that can be scored, score them. In the last round, you just play three cards from your hand. There's going to be no passing to the other players. For the end-of-game scoring, if it's competitive, the player with the most points wins. But if it's a co-op, the group scores together and scores against the table to see how well they performed. Which reminds me of a joke. How did the (laughs) patio deck feel after being walked on? Uh... Flourish. Oh, thank you very Ah, much. And now to the review. Boo. Okay. (laughs) Actually, I thought it was all right. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. bad. Well, (laughs) (laughs) we played this game at PAX Unplugged and holy cow was the room loud. Yeah, it was. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So madness. Let's set the scene. We were in the enormous absolutely huge gaming floor gaming floor room which also shared the room so this is where everybody could play open gaming mm-hmm. and it shared with uh, the entire space with the dealer room yep. which is the exhibition hall right. so this is massive like thousands of people at one time mm-hmm. add into that the fact that it was a masked convention at PAX Unplugged and we had to <laughs> wear masks so mumbling tough. through them at maximum volume to try to be heard. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. I basically lost my voice just from like trying to 
vocalize through the mask with the crowd around me. It was tough. Oh boy. Yeah, and as a deaf guy <laughs> and um you know, usually yeah. trying to do lip reading, it just wasn't you know, working. <laughs> nope. Yeah, that's really <laughs> tough. <laughs> I know. And we, we did get a chance to play with a fan of ours. Yeah. yeah. Known to us as Sleepian. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Sleepian. Yay, Sleepian. And uh, so even though with all that noise and everything else, it was still a great time because we got to play with a fan, which was a delight. Mm -hmm. So let's first talk about the look of this game. What did you guys think? I was a big fan of like the really soft lighting and colors, but yet the the colors were nice and vivid against all the the gray walls and stuff. I I just love the the cover art and the the in-game art as well. Yeah, for me, the art really taps into the beauty of nature itself. I mean, you see lovely flowers, a lush garden, the colors are nice and soft. It's like, okay, that's very welcoming. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a um, card here that has three numbers on it. That Those are dial numbers, correct? So every player gets a little dialing scorekeeper? Yeah, is that what that is? Yeah, you got a little dial on there. It's... I, I, so the dial has multiple uses. I think uh, in the cooperative version, the dial is to help pool the score to see like if you reached a certain, like attained a certain level of victory. Mm-hmm. Um, but and but they use it for the uh, competitive version too to keep track of just each person's individual score. Yeah, primarily to keep score. Yeah. It was nice though. It was a nice little touch. It added um, thematically. It added a structure piece onto mm-hmm. your garden area, mm-hmm. so it felt like a gate. Which was really nice, and uh, I thought it did achieve what it was going for in, in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as uh, you know, ease of play, the look of the game is lovely, and I think ease of play was uh, very solid. I mean, my 13-year-old son played with us, and not that he has... You know, not that he's not quick on picking up games, but he was pretty distracted. It was a loud room <laughs> and everything, and it was not a problem uh, picking mm-hmm. up the rules. So, and I was learning them too. So it wasn't a problem picking up the rules even in that environment, which is great. Uh, You know, it says 20 minutes for playtime, right? 20 to 60 or maybe it's, yeah, 20 minutes. I don't think it's 20 per player. It's just 20 minutes. Um, I think it took us a little bit longer, but overall uh, it played right around that. It's pretty smooth once you get going. Yeah, Yeah, I I think think it helps. Part of it was just trying to um, learn the iconography that's on the bottom of the card. Mm. That'll Mm. add to the... The, the length of the time, just because there's a couple there that's like, okay, does that mean that if me and my neighbors have it, or like, or I have to match my neighbors, or mm-hmm. right, yeah. that's right, yeah. Uh, and most of the most of the things in the game don't like adding players doesn't add a lot of extra time because most of the play is simultaneous. Yeah, I like that. Yes, and I like the 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 little wall they added as a component yeah. to divide the space between your garden and the neighbor's garden. Mm-hmm. And he actually put the cards you're drafting right on the other side of the wall yeah. for your neighbors. Like, yes. here uh, you go. Here's I see. New yep. stuff. Right. Throwing so your stuff the, over the neighbors, over the wall to your neighbor's garden. Over the wall. Right. It's good because like you don't have this buildup of, oh, wait, did I pass those cards? You know yes, they're passed right. because they're on the other side of that physical barrier, which added a nice height to the game and also a really good mechanical yeah very clever lots of times when it's a drafting pass game you're wondering okay whose deck is that whose stack of cards is this always especially with us yeah so it solves the problem (laughs) yeah yeah definitely (laughs) um I mean, we could talk a little bit about the strategy but 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 mostly we played it from the co-op side so I'm not sure 
how the competitive side strategies work. But in the co-op, I noticed that, you know, somebody two spaces away from you might need a, a perf- have a perfect need for a card that's in your hand. So when you pass it in a direction, you're hoping that the next player who gets it also passes it on to them and notices what's going on. But with limited communication, you know, you could kind of just make it look bad. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of like doing no and wink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No winking. <laughs> Can That's you say wink? Darn it. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink, nod, wink, nod. Wink. <laughs> yeah. Boy, yeah, That's right, limited. exactly. Yeah. Boy, uh, that that guy over there really is a daisy, isn't he? Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're you're passing like structures in the garden and different kinds of flowers and they all have different ways to score depending on what type it is. So, yeah. you know, you got to be aware of that. It, so it, it really is a combo game where okay, let's see if I get the best combo bonus points ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. It is a combo game and and you're building a grid 3 by 4 mm-hmm. and it it's very interesting the way the grid is structured and what goes with what. And it does feel like you're shaping up locations in a garden. Mm-hmm. So I like that a lot. You know, it feels like, oh, that I, to me, it almost felt like I was walking through a path <laughs> yeah. from the bottom of my grid to the top of my mm-hmm. grid. And that mm-hmm. is what my garden would look like. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. The path is you know kind of an important part. You know, you have like statuary that you might want to, visit in your garden or patches of flowers that if you have them together they're worth more points or different stuff like that so like it it, it naturally builds a nice looking garden in front of every player evan i think you would like this game i know yeah. that uh you you weren't able to make it to the convention but um next year mm-hmm. yes i uh, i was suffering <laughs> with uh covid at the time Aww. unfortunately yeah. no it was the flu it was not covid it was i had the i had yeah. the flu oh the real flu yeah actual flu i can't yeah it, I, I conflate the two because i actually had both during the course of the year but yeah that one was flu that was mm-hmm. tough but yeah, thank you celeste like and yeah i look forward to definitely look forward to playing <laughs> i'd play it again for sure yeah did we um we got this as a piece of swag or how did we get our hands that's on this right one? it came yeah. in the packs of uh-huh. media um, yeah. bag mm-hmm. so any media group that was there like which game first got a got this in the bag which i thought was really very fancy for a swag bag because mm-hmm. this is quite a hefty game as far as uh-huh. components go which we didn't we talked about the look but not necessarily the components it's a large box mm-hmm. of it, nice it's like stuff the standard no medium size no game box it's not small no not like Gloomhaven size either, but no. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just a regular decent size box. And it's got a ton of cards, a ton of cardboard in there. It's like, all right. Yeah, it's good stuff. I like that there were signatures on the signature edition uh, of the <laughs> game. You could get the game with the signatures of the mm-hmm. um, designers. That's nice. That's a nice touch. Yeah. It's very cute. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury flourish. Mike? I really liked playing a serene co-op like this. It delivered exactly what it promised by looking at the box and getting to play it with Slapian was even better. So I say dig it up. Slapian was a pretty good player, actually. He was good. Yeah. He was good. Huh? Well, yeah, I mean, it would figure our fans are good gamers. <laughs> they love gaming. <laughs> Ed? The game looked good. It's easy to play and, a, and offers a very nice variety in terms of game mode. 
cooperative, competitive, and a lot of variance in the rule book. So I think there's enough here to dig up and you know, plant for the next future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, despite the less than ideal circumstances we were in, the spirit and theme of the game was able to shine through. Uh, and so for that alone, I thought that was a, an impressive thing. But I can't wait to play again under more tranquil circumstances. <laughs> like Ed's new house, maybe. Oh, <laughs> We'll have to talk about that in an upcoming episode of Bonus Points. For yeah, I think that's a great idea. Ed's LARP compound. Oh. <laughs> Would you play this drafting game in a co-op or a competitive mode? Let us know what your preference is. We are at which game first on social media. Hey, everybody, what is going on with Which Game First? Monday nights, Which Game First, a board game podcast, is live playing board games online. And we invite you to come along and watch and help us out. And we play trivia with the audience. It's interactive and a lot of fun. That's 8 o'clock in the evenings, East Coast time of the United States, no matter where you are in the world. Understand, 8 o'clock, East Coast, every Monday night. We're playing games live, and we would love for you to be there and yeah. chat with us while we do it. We're about an hour and a half away from recording right or, or from doing a live game right now. Because right. it's That's it's right. just an hour and a half shy of eight p.m. And uh, I'm not sure who's doing the trivia tonight. Evan, is it you or me? Uh, well, I will find out uh, very soon <laughs> after this you. recording. More exciting. Uh, looking forward to it. This should be a fun yeah. one. Yeah, don't forget, we got bonus points every other week, too, guys. Yeah. Don't forget about that. We bonus talk points about- is for our patrons only. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We talk nope. about uh, usually something at least loosely related to gaming, but sometimes we go a little far afield, too. But it's basically mm-hmm. just us having a chat of what we're noticing lately or some some cool stuff we've done or some you know other quirky stuff. So you should come and check that out 10 o'clock every other week. Live. We do it live, live. or you can catch it, it right live. in your feed. Um, if you're a patron of the show, you grab it. You can grab it right in your feed, right alongside the regular podcast. Or uh, you can listen live on Discord uh, in the patron-only channel. And if you want to become a patron of this show, just go to our website and click on Become a Patron. It's only $3 a month. It gives you access to the entire backlog of all the hilarious bonus point episodes <laughs> and a couple of secret, very ancient, patron-only full episodes of Which Game First, which are from way back in the yeah, day. They're good. They're they really are. They are good. quite vintage and quite good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah just go to our website click on become a patron today and thank you everyone for listening we are so excited to be closing in on another milestone we're at 195 for our episodes we're about to oh, yeah. we're wow. closing in on our 200th episode 200th. wow looking That's forward impressive. to it we'll have something special planned for that thanks everybody Bye. thank you our next game up this week is Dice Theme Park, designed by Adrian Adamescu and Daryl Andrews, published by Alley Cat Games in 2022, number of players 1 to 4, ages 14 and up, playtime 75 yeah. to 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like waiting, that is the length you wait for a roller coaster. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> All right, Mikey, tell us what's in the box. 
The cover of the box shows a seemingly active theme park, but where are all the people? In front, two park <laughs> managers with strangely matching semi-smiles gesture to a person in a cat costume and the park's entrance. Do we trust them? Only time will tell. Inside, we find a mountain of components, which I will try to speed through my, my best here, okay? Here we go. I'm going to try speed reading. One main board, one round, one round token, four park boards, 63 dice, one bago, 36 attractions, 92 improvements, 36 upgrades, 32 map tokens, 24 mascots, 92 cards, four player aids, 24 staff, 10 objectives, 12 monorails, 12 administrators, 30 skills, 48 money tokens in various denominations, 44 star tokens in various denominations, 80 player pieces, four turn order markers, four, scre- four score markers, four 100 or 200 point score tiles, and 68 operator cubes. Or operate cubes. <laughs> wow. It's <laughs> a lot of stuff. If yes. you play that back, it'll actually sound like something, but yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Just speed it up to double speed when you edit the show. Yeah. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you how this theme park rolls, Evan, strap us in for some rules. Here we go. Dice Theme Park is a dice manipulation board game where you are the park manager of a fairground of fairground attractions trying to create the most successful theme park in the area by getting your customers on the most rides possible. Start by choosing two of your six activation cards, and each activation card is numbered one through six, like the face of a die, basically. These two cards determine order of play and your income. Next, you're going to draft a set of three dice. So there's a set of three dice per player plus one more set. So there'll always be one kind of left over at the end. You may then draft a tile to add to your park. You may also buy a mascot as well. Mascots have unique abilities. And you can also upgrade your park twice. The dice in the game represent the customers, with hex tiles representing the rides in your park. Hexes! Once a customer has enjoyed a ride, their dice value is reduced, but they can still continue to enjoy more rides in the theme park until their value drops to zero when they exit. This means the more efficiently you can move your dice around to activate the most rewarding rides, the more points and money you will receive. There are six rounds of play. The most points win. So let's see whose park was the parkiest of them all. Parkiest park of all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Can we just linger on the box cover for a minute? (laughs) I know. I had a hard time describing this thing. One thing I'll notice is that instead of people, there are dice. Riding the Ferris wheel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. I didn't even notice that. But that's the point. The dice are people. Right. Yep. The dice yeah. are your people. So, and- wait. So, there's balloons that look like dice. Are those people that float? <laughs> uh, maybe. That juggling people? All right. Yeah, it's just all over the place. I mean, first off, it's so colorful, super high mm-hmm. color, and there is so much going on. I get it. It's a theme park. There's a lot going on, a little stimula- you know, stimulation overload. I get that. But there is like cartoon elements, 3D mm-hmm. elements, um, like 2D elements at the same time. There is a weird raft coming in from the upper right corner that's not attached to anything and then oh, there's actual rides that have attachments everyone has oh, a yeah. raft coming in from the, the water corner. Food, right <laughs> and then pe- these people look just completely out of place for this particular park they look yeah. like they're about to present a business sh- they're, like they're at a business conference about to present a, a slideshow or something i don't know i think they're recruiting for a cult or something yeah. like that <laughs> could, be. could be 
<laughs> and then just to add in, because there wasn't enough going on with like seven rides in the background, a building for some reason off on the left side, and then a bunch of tents, they throw in some blurry confetti all over the box. Yeah, as if it needed more color on there. Yeah, and and just out of focus color to add mm-hmm. to the confusion. So yeah, <laughs> just too much going on here, Alley Cat Games. Yeah, too much going absolutely. on. Absolutely. <laughs> this is all Ratatouille right. over here. Now, let's wow. see if the game... And that's just the cover, right? Yeah, let's yeah, see if the game the is more organized than the cover. Mm. How uh, did the pieces and components look and the dice? Got some colorful dice. How yeah. did everything look? I mean, it really kind of neat that the the dice uh, come in little, uh, well, carts that you choose one of those carts and those are your dice. Kind of mm. like in... in uh, hospital dice hospital. Dice you, hospital the ambulance yeah. came in with the the dice that you had to choose for your patient. Mm-hmm. Now it's similar here. The the cart the roller coaster cart comes in with the dice, and he, those are uh, the people that visit your park if you choose it. Yep. Yeah, and it was you know it looked fine. I I liked the fact that they had hexes interlocking with each other, and they had just a bold colored border around each hex, so you knew exactly what type of building you were looking at quickly and easily. And yeah, so Dice Hospital was done by the same company, mm-hmm. and sense. we I believe we liked that game, and the mm-hmm. idea mm-hmm. that your dice are your people is so clever. Mm-hmm. How, did, how did it, and we, I do, do remember really enjoying it with Dice Hospital. How did it work here? Did, did it feel the same, like you're moving your people around? Uh, it was <laughs> cool, but I think um, <laughs> not as intuitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with exactly you. what I was going to say. Yeah, it's, I, I felt it was really unintuitive how to move these people around, and it was kind of interesting how much more the numbers on the dice meant than in Dice Hospital. I feel like each tile had like a really specific meaning of what the dice numbers were going to get for you. Well, let me ask you this: I believe we played Dice Hospital in person. Am I right? We did. Yes. Yeah. So, do we think that the the unintuitiveness was playing online on board game arena a factor in that do you think i mean it definitely Wouldn't it have felt more intuitive if you had been playing in person see here's the thing i would say about the in-person versus this like i think in person it might have felt a little more intuitive but we also might have been doing it wrong <laughs> you know so we might not have known what mistakes right, we were okay. making here it pointed out your mistakes like why is this happening when I do that, you know? Mm, yeah. I think in Dice Hospital, you won't notice it as much because you just made a mistake and you didn't know. It, it took a little bit to understand how to work the mechanics. So, like I said, it, it didn't grit it immediately. But after a while, it's like, okay, I'm doing this. Oh, yep, yeah, I'm getting a point in it. And I can hear Mikey and, and Evan going, hey, Ed, stop that. You're getting too many points. <laughs> well, we always yeah. say that. I mean, that's true. I know, always say that. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I know. It's yeah. an excellent point. Yeah, I usually, yeah, I usually get my points in big chunks near the end, and uh, I think I did it in this too. I had a lot of points starting to come in at the end of the game, but at first few rounds, I was kind of just like nothing was happening for me. And just so the audience knows, so you have it. You start with a a die, which is a person at the park entrance. Then they move into one of the sections of the of adjacent sections of the park. Let's say it's at five. Well, once it moves, you make it a four. And then if it moves to the next section of the park, it's you reduce it one more by three mm-hmm. until, you, until it gets to zero, and that's when you leave the park. But also you're marking the spots where that die came from. Came from. 
because because uh, you have to achieve certain things in each hex in order to score that hex mm. right for you. And that's the trick, right? Is that you want to line up hexes to the point where you need a a, a three in the gray hex and then a a yellow two in the next one and a blue one in the next one. You know, so your so. brain is constantly sort of programming in a sense. I need to move this die exactly this many spaces to this direction to achieve that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think also you wind up the imperfection of it. In other words, there's, there's very few cases in which you, you're able to move all your pieces to optimal effect. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, park, and, and you wind of, up making some substandard moves. Is that the right. frustration factor? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a little bit. And I think that's what the staff members are for. So, like, okay, you're trying to optimize this puzzle here, you know, how to, you know, move all the components so you can maximize your points. But the staff that you can hire allow you to, well, break the rules a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, this would be great if I can just, you know, add a plus one to this guy over here. And okay. No, I need to push this guy past this area. It's like, come on, now, ignore that little mm. feature over here. Come over here instead. Yep. Mm. I was kind of trying to keep my similar features near each other because the dice are colored, and the color of the die matters when you're on a certain colored hex to score usually. So, you mm-hmm, know, if you have mm-hmm. three, like, green attractions next to each other and you need, you know, to have dice on them at different numbers, you just place them near each other and kind of roll through that area and get all the points you can there. Mm-hmm. Thematically, it does seem interesting that the dice go down in numbers until they leave the park, almost mm-hmm. like the customers running out of steam. Yeah, yep, like going customers going down. Or, yeah, yeah I, I think that's really good. That mm-hmm. Right away, you, I, sure. I got that idea, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that it, that feel is different from, from Dice Hospital because, like, I mean, thematically, you're doing the same thing. I mean, sorry, mechanically, you're doing the same thing of turning dice down. But in the hospital, it's like, oh, they're getting sicker, you know? <laughs> Here, they're just, oh, they're being more satisfied, you know? They're walking around getting tired. But like, <laughs> so even though you're doing some of the same activities, it still feels different. Mm. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, Ed, you think it does lend itself to analysis paralysis? Oh, definitely, because yeah. you're trying to optimize all the possible actions to get as many points as you can. Like, I can move, you know, if I use this die to go here, but I want to get this other die here so I can, you know, get double the bonus points. So mm. I, I have the staff member, I can tweak one die up or down. Is it better to do this die or the other die for that? So, yeah. Yeah, you can, yeah keeping track of all that, the pathways. At least I'll give it one one positive nod in this case. You're building your board as you go, so you're not starting off with 10 tiles trying to manipulate through. You right. kind of get the hang of how to move through them as you build it. Yeah, so it does, yeah, it does have that simple, like, oh, I only got, like, the entrance in a, in a couple of eyes. How hard can it be? And then yeah. later on, you have 12 tiles, and you're like, oh, my, right now what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the game, it's like a mess. Your brain is melting. okay explorers it's time to dig up or bury dice theme park evan dice theme park you can't help but draw the comparisons to dice hospital which was a game i think i liked more than this one i found dice theme park to be a bit busier you know with the activation cubes and mascots there's a lot going on and i felt a little frustrated trying to figure out how to optimize each round to play but despite that the game was fun and too well produced to bury for me, so I have no choice. I dig it up. Hmm. Ed, 
drafting dice and building out your theme park is fun. Maybe not quite as intuitive as Dice Hospital, but there's a lot of good strategies to explore here. No, different combinations of rides and guests and mascots to, well, get more points. So I'm going to dig this up and ride it again. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's going back. Mike? I thought the movement and the scoring was kind of clunky for me. Um, total brain burner, um, which is sometimes I'm super in the mood for that, sometimes not. Um, it wasn't a brain burner in the way I personally enjoyed it. I, I think I'm going to bury this one. Not, not, you know, just a little sand over the top. Not. <laughs> <laughs> well, which board game attraction has you lining up for hours right now? We want to know. We are at which game first on all social media. Our last game up this week is Draft Cider. Designed by Joe Webb and Jason Stanford. Published by J&J Games in 2022. Number of players 1 to 6. Playtime 10 to 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mike, what's in the box? All right, stick with me here. The the cover of the box reminds me of one of those old school side-scrolling video games where you fist fight bad guys and knock them off the screen. But then there's a bonus level where there's a stack of barrels that you got to like destroy by punching them for bonus points. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. it's very much like that. Um, inside, all we have to look at here is a deck of cards <laughs> and a batch display for each player, which is kind of the way you score. And that's it. That's what's inside the box. Well, before we tell you if this game was sweet or sour, Evan, squeeze us out some rules. Giraffe Cider is a card drafting game, pun intended. <laughs> this game that takes all the excitement of apple farming and packs oh, it into a simple and so easy fun. to understand so format. Fun. So exciting. <laughs> I got that for, yes, that's that's a game description right from the author. That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> all the excitement of apple farming. In this game, you and your friends will play as orchard owners, trying your best to maximize your profits for a year. Apples are represented by cards, and each apple has three qualities, color, height, and sweetness. So we are picking apple cards and placing them into sections of our orchards in combinations that will yield points. Each player's orchard has eight sections, and each section has unique scoring rules. For example, one section scores by pairs of the same kinds of apples, and another section scores by height comparisons. Got that? Yes. So um, that's basically the game, folks. That's it. Right there, you have the Draft Cider House rules. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. I mean, <laughs> the look of this game. Basic. It's, uh, it's, uh, oh, my it's, God. It's almost 2D. I mean, it's almost, it's like, you know, it's 2D, technically. I mean, it was it made out of clip art? Like, the whole thing? <laughs> yeah, what? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying thing. to make fun of them, but no No, no, joke. no, this whole thing looks like somebody's beta test version of the game. <laughs> yeah. That they just kind of threw up, yeah, on on some kind of clip art program. Like, uh, all right, let me, let me just point out this cover. Like, I didn't go too much into it, I think, but like, all right, so they have this, what's supposed to be a dirt road but if you look close at it, it it's just a a brown filtered like yarn knitted sock or something right that's what they're using <laughs> as a, a road a the patches of grass are just clipped out they're all exactly the same 
Yeah. And then even in the background, they're just stacked on top of each other all the same. I, like- I feel like Board Game <laughs> Arena is encroaching on <laughs> Yukata.de's oh, territory here oh, with wow. the lo-fi quality look of this game. <laughs> this is almost too lo-fi for BGA. Actually, yeah. I think this. I think the artwork in this game perfectly is synonymous <laughs> with the excitement of apple Farm. <laughs> i think they captured it perfectly oh, man. it's basically like w- one apple in four different colors <laughs> yeah three yeah, yeah, just positions same one Wait, the same on. one leaf hold in the on. same ed, direction yeah ed just corrected me to three colors oh yeah three <laughs> yeah don't get crazy Cicillus. it's only three colors oh my but, god <laughs> the trees are all have the same facing they could have at least reversed a couple of them maybe in the background <laughs> Like, they did, I mean, They actually did flip one. They flip horizontal one? Oh, flip okay, one. Yeah. I mean, as far as I can tell, the game is not actually published. Uh, I could not oh, find okay. it anywhere online. Okay, so it Truly. might be somebody's game. It might be a beta test. Yeah, this could be play, placeholder. Okay, I'm going to give you guys the benefit of the doubt, J&J. All right, this we'll is give a, this J&J. Is placeholder. Yeah. This is so Yukata. So yeah, Yukata. it really does look oh, like Yukata. Yukata. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Holy cow. All right, BGA. Come on, you're overstepping. I'll use some AI uh, to to make a better cover for you. (laughs) All right. So now let's talk about the play of this game. Uh, Six spots to place your three colored apples. Eight spots. Eight. Eight Eight, eight eight sections of your origin. Yeah. There's eight. Oh, eight. Yes. Eight. Eight sections. Eight parts of your origin. So basically eight different ways to match your cards up. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Evan, you were saying it was very exciting. Continue. (laughs) Oh, you. (laughs) I did say that, didn't I? (laughs) <laughs> you're well okay remember draftosaurus oh boy yeah mm-hmm. which we also had played on board game arena in which you've got dinosaurs and you're placing them into one of six or seven different areas of your board and coming up with certain combinations that yield points same idea same mm-hmm. idea here mm-hmm. you know yeah in in the unlucky batch you have to make sure that the number value is 13 and only 13 and that will that will score you points for example Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So there's basically just eight different ways to score points based on how you match height, sweetness, and all that other stuff. I don't um, know all other stuff. It's just height and sweetness. You're right. Color. It's, well, color. 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 Yeah. Color. Yeah. The color. Yeah. So I fell victim to, when playing this game, to Ed's classic, <laughs> not quite... <laughs> misleading you but (laughs) failing to clearly establish the rule and in that regard i tried to put together an unlucky batch thinking i was going to get massive points (laughs) sacrificing my special color apple to do it Uh which gives you 20 points which seems completely outsized as Uh far as score goes um, because with special color, all you have to do is slap an apple in there, mm-hmm. and as long as you have no other apple of that color in your rest of your board, in your board, you're yep. good to go. Which Ed, Plus surprise, 20. surprise, Ed was able to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and meanwhile, I'm I sacrificed that to try and match an unlucky batch, which I thought was going to do way more than it did for me because mm-hmm. Ed did not clearly establish what the what the score would be for that. Yeah. Uh, well, well so, to be fair, the rules were right there on the page. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, yeah, it's just like... It's, Ed, it's, you it's, know it's, that we put our full faith yeah. and laziness right in your lap, right? I, you I know understand that. that but, on you. But still, you, you, I remember you asking me right at the beginning there, it's like, 
all right, so what do they mean by the square? And you told me the itself. wrong thing. <laughs> well, I said, That's like, exactly to, what I'm to the power of itself, like square, like say, hey, <laughs> three square. <laughs> oh my god, you did some crazy calculation and told me I was going to get like a hundred and fifty points. <laughs> well, uh, well, well, they list all the combinations of squares. There, oh. Like three squares, nine, four squares, 16, right, five squares, 25. Mm-hmm. And it keeps on going up and up and up. It's like, yeah, it could be a lot of points if you manage to somehow get 13 cards in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 13 yeah, one it, sweetness cards. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Because you can yield 140, according to the game rules, 144 points just yeah. if you concentrate yeah. on that square with low point value yep. cards. Meanwhile, yeah. I got like nine points. <laughs> and Ed is scoring, you know, on the special color. Uh, so, so, you know, overall, though, you know, I, I watched the, the cards go, and it was just Ed and I, and mm-hmm. it could be four players, six players. Six. I think with more people, it might have been better. You guys played with three, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, how did that feel as far as like, I... I I hesitate to use the word excitement, but do you think it added, do you think it would be more exciting with more people? Because you're watching the apples go and you're like, oh, I needed that one. And then there's three other people who go before you. I, I think if there's too many players, you're not going to get to You can't plan count on any strategy. Yeah, you just. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that's true. Because I think with just the two of us, Celeste, it was mm-hmm. um, like, okay. You might take this, so I might get that. When, when there yeah. was three, it's like, now I have to wait for Evan and Mikey. Ugh, mm. I don't know about my box. <laughs> right. I so there, this you 10 think minute there's... game might turn into a 20 minute game. I mean, right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think three that there's good. more opportunity for strategy in a two player? I would I say so. so. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah, at least yeah. a little bit more predictability. So. I have a question. I'm I'm still looking at the board. I'm like obsessed now with looking at the cards and the board mm-hmm. and everything. Okay. Like, uh, first, well, for <laughs> one, height. Why does height even matter if you're making cider? Great like, question. Next question. And then the next question is like in the steady height one and forte piano, they're using pine tree shapes. Uh-huh. I know. Yes. Why? Yeah. Why? I know. Yeah. And, and yeah. here's the thing that really throws me off. Those yeah. pine trees are not of a steady height. No, they're not. Uh, they're actually different heights. True. I know. I was like, is that a visual? Is that supposed to be some sort of 3D visual where the one in the center is the farthest back? So they are the same height, but well, it's going yeah. farther back. So it doesn't because they don't achieve it if that's what they were going yeah. for. No, there's oh, no maybe shading. The height was yeah. only supposed to change by a little or allow a little <laughs> variation, but not like. The same. I forget the exact rules on Not that the one. Not the forte yeah. piano well, one. I, I just want yeah, to know why so that affects strange. the cider. <laughs> like, why is it? Is why it are possible the stats that the taller? Is it is it possible that the taller the tree, the more apples? But, but your maybe. apples have a but, number on them, right, right? But there's no quantity of apples here except one apple. So it could say batch. Three instead of height three, right? Height. Something like that. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. Height is or... just bananas. You're right. What, yeah, what, what, what is what, what would how the does other... the height of the apple factor in? Yeah, is the apple is the taller apple? Is it like a tall, skinny <laughs> apple? Or something? I mean, I get they needed a third option. You know, a third. But they probably could have come up but with something height, better. Yeah, Color, depth. Know. I don't know. Like maybe some quality a- even appeal quality. Right. There's quality. a million things they could have tried to draw from. 
Yeah. Yeah. The inconsistency of the trees really bothers me. <laughs> Just why did they go to pine trees? Like totally random. Maybe graphics. size. You know, yeah. they, maybe they could have gone with size because some apples are smaller than other apples. Yeah. Size. Yeah, sure. Size. size. Right. Height. 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 Height of the pine tree. Okay, okay. Height of the pine tree is affecting my apple flavor. But those are good. They're fair questions, Mike. Very fair questions. And the scoring of some of the categories is kind of, you know, oddly different. Well, well, the monogram bath, they're done in triangle numbers going like 1, 3, 6, 10. Well, now, in the apples of a feather, it's, uh, oh, the... N times N minus one. So zero, two, <laughs> yeah. six. I know. Uh, you got that, and, Celeste? How, how's your, and, how's yeah. your and then basic Celeste calculus? Go, oh, the one with the square of the number of cards. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. And then, like, oh, the steady height. Oh, no, that one is in odd prime numbers. Yeah. Three, five, odd like, primes. Okay. <laughs> but, like, and also, like, you know, odd these primes. cards, that like, this, this area here has a ton of unused real estate they could have actually put the formula right underneath each i know spot. and that's another thing like when you mouse over why not just put the whole rule there bga yeah. kind of failed in that regard they really should have put the whole rule right there yeah, but i mean in the in-person version too they could have it printed there like they don't even need a rollover i mean you can't have yeah. it in person right so. exactly you totally could Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, explorers, it's time. It's time. It's time to dig up her berry draft cider. Ed? Hey, the game pretty easy to play. <laughs> um, <laughs> strong start. No, no. Uh, I didn't find it particularly deep or engaging, though. So I'll bury it for others to get some sweet apple ciders. Okay. Evan? I think I wrote this review because I won the game, I think. So <laughs> with that in mind, um, Draft Cider, I thought it was a fun drafting game. It was easy to learn and easy to play. There were some interesting decisions actually to be made as the game unfolded. <laughs> I actually found it not too sweet, not too sour, but kind of delicious. Dig it up. Wow. Oh, wow. Surprise. Mike? I don't know, maybe it's me, or maybe organizing a bunch of ranked apples isn't incredibly as fun as it sounds, uh, but I found it to be kind of forgettable, too, so I'm going <laughs> to bury the seed and hope for a better harvest next time. Okay, all right, so I'm going to try and split this baby, uh, okay. which I've never done before, <laughs> but I wish there was a way to score sometimes maybe dig up a digital version and bury oh, a in-person wow. version. <laughs> but oh, here's what I'm thinking. If this is truly a beta game, then then a couple of tips, guys. Change a few of the scoring things. Mm-hmm. Revisit your graphics, of course. And, um, and, and come on, height, do something else there. Yeah, come on. That said, that said, the actual... Uh, plan the game itself right the idea that there's a few things to match up in a few different ways um, I found pretty playable and I didn't mm-hmm. mind playing it at all I think with a few tweaks this game could be an enjoyable starter so I will oh, do, it. <laughs> do it I'll give it a light dig up yes. with the yeah. understanding that the, this is a game in in development that's fair. That's I totally would fair. I would also like to point out that our live playing of this game, and you can see it at our That's uh, right. YouTube channel, uh, mm-hmm. which came first, appears to be the only video of Draft Cider that is available. 
oh, for, for wow. anybody anywhere to uh, <laughs> to witness. So right now we uh, we have domain in a sense over, <laughs> over the video playing of this game. <laughs> Are we the only video on Board Game Geek for Draft Cider? Wow. Does Draft Cider even have a page on Board it Game does. Geek? Yes, oh, it right. does. All right. Yeah. yeah, we should check it. We should check it for updates. I'll I'll, I'll give them. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe we'll I'll reach out to the game designers at J and J Games. Yeah. Uh, it does have a board game geek page, and we are the only video listed there. See that? <laughs> so we're that we're it. <laughs> we, 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 we are we are the unofficial authority right now on this game. I, I kind of like that. All right, <laughs> and we're interested in what kind of apples you draft. What's your favorite apple? Let us know. We are at which game first on all social media. And that, everybody, brings us to the end of another episode, episode 195, just five away from 200. We really look forward to hearing from our fans. We love it. We love seeing you guys out on Discord. We love seeing you guys out on social media. Please reach out to us. We would love to hear all about what you're doing in gaming. Join our chat on our Discord server. And if you get a chance, please, guys, please, anywhere you go and talk about us or listen to us, just give us a like, a rating, or a review. It super helps the podcast grow. Happy gaming, explorers. How do you like them apples? Are we drafting flower, dice, or apple today? Yay! That is the tallest Granny Smith I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Look behind it. There's a taller one. <laughs> <laughs> 